This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Okay, we've done a little investigation into this story that Canadians cannot buy tickets to games in Florida in this series. They want to keep the Leaf fans out. Uh, You saw that reported all over the internet yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's kind of true, but they're... There's more than the headline here, Jim, going on. It is true. They were restricting sales to Canadians, but only for 24 hours starting Monday morning. So it's kind of like the pre-sale. This is for game three and four. Right. Games three and four, I should say, that are that are going to be played in Florida. So starting Monday morning, I don't know what specific time, whether it's eight or nine, but Monday morning the ban started and it should be lifting then this morning, Tuesday morning, sometime. So if there's any tickets left... You mm-hmm. should be able, as a Canadian, to purchase Florida Panthers, Toronto Maple Leafs tickets for the games in Florida today. From the official web- website, if there are still tickets if left. That's still a t- big if. I don't mind that. Everyone was freaking out. Oh, this is discrimination. Uh, Canada, they're too scared to let us come down there. But uh, why wouldn't you want your fans to have the first opportunity to buy the tickets? Yeah, I mean, in my mind, the biggest fans for whatever, both teams, there's two teams playing. Yeah. So I think whatever fan wants to get the tickets should get the tickets. But when was the last time you saw the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Scotiabank Arena do anything proactively to help real fans get Leafs tickets? You know what I mean? Like, how many of those tickets are filled with corporate seats, corporate people who, did, who right. paid way too much for those but tickets? real Leaf fans are rich. All of them, every if single one of them. If you're a poor Leaf fan. What are you doing? You're not a real Leaf fan. <laughs> Am you I haven't s- sat <laughs> against the glass at a Leafs game? You suck. Am I misunderstanding that? Because that that was always my impression. They they make the prices super expensive, so the real fans can get the tickets. The rich people. Yeah, yeah. And you have to be a banker to be a real fan of the Toronto Maple yeah. Leafs. You got to be on your phone the entire game. Yeah. You got to be drinking with your buddies in a box, not even paying attention to what's going on on the ice. That's what the real fans do. Exactly. Schmoozing, closing deals, and not paying attention. Don't chant. Don't do, definitely don't do the wave. (laughs) Do not participate. Do not bring your children unless they go to private school. Yeah, yeah. That's what real Leaf fans are all about. (laughs) I yeah I I mean of course I'm not flying down to Florida to see a game so it's no sweat off my back but we talked to the two guys in round one our listeners who said it was cheaper to get on a plane to Florida they saw two games at Amelie Arena where Tampa plays and they flew back home and it was still cheaper than going to one game in Toronto Mm -hmm. in the playoffs not good not good so even though Florida residents have probably bought up all these tickets you know they're going to be reselling them on StubHub or whatever. So scalp tickets with two flights down to Florida, still probably going to be more affordable than going to see a game in Toronto. Probably. Taz and Jim joined by Ian Snedden, partner with Cohen Hiley Lawyers. He comes by once a month to answer some questions. You brought some reinforcements with us. Introduce us to the mediator that's in the room. I brought Casey Counter, who started with our firm um, a couple months ago. And so uh, Casey and I are working together, um, providing mediation services in, in family law cases. Mediation, the way to go usually it'll cost you less money if you get things done through mediation, correct? Well, usually, but I'll have Casey speak to that. Casey, how much how much is uh, court these days? 
Yeah, so if, if parties enter the court proceedings by way of separation or divorce, they're looking at around $120,000. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> That's what? <laughs> no, thanks. Jim, are you excited for your wedding coming it's up in June? Done. We called it off. <laughs> As of right yeah, now, sorry. it's over. Wow. Now we're good. That's not the plan is to get divorced, but it never is, is it, Ian? It never is. I, I think the best advice you can give a young person is only get married if you're really sure you want to. Aren't they all shit? <laughs> that's like. No, nah, I don't know. I've, no, I've had some friends that have gotten married. And like, and ah, why not? It's like, ah, I didn't even really want to. I just felt like I had Shut to. Shut up. <laughs> Seriously. What else am I going to do in my life? Does that not happen? Well, I've, I've actually had a girlfriend who's told me, well, there's always divorce. Right wow. before she got married. That's a terrible yeah. strategy. Okay, speaking. Well, it's actually easier for a lady if, in this case. You speaking know. of strategies, we have this story that. Uh, that broke a couple weeks ago, and we've been saving it for you, Ian. It's a uh, football player, a soccer player, who's worth a ton of money, like close to 100 million euro, right, Jim? Yeah, well, 70 mil. Hakimi plays for PSG, very big uh, soccer team in France. Uh, he was uh, married to a 24-year-old. Or sorry, no, he was married to... A- a lady, sorry, my mistake, he is 24 years old, and they got divorced just recently, or about to get divorced, they're going through the proceedings, and as soon as it starts going to court, uh, the woman who he's getting, uh, who he's divorcing, realizes he doesn't have any money in his own name, all the money, the $70 million he's made, $225,000 a week, has been going into his mom's bank account, all his money, all his assets belong to his mom, not him. And what we're hearing is that she cannot touch it at all. Yeah, he has found, the court ruled yeah. that she is not getting anything. Would a Canadian court find the same thing? Because if so, I think a lot of mothers in the Taz and Jim listening area are getting a great Mother's Day gift <laughs> next week. <laughs> all my assets, Mom, yeah. enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't work in Canada, in Ontario. Um, a court, a judge would trace the money. And also, he has a huge... Income. I know the the player. He's a Moroccan player, very very good player. Mm-hmm. I think he made something like, something like two hundred and ten thousand pounds per game, or yeah. euros per game. I so. think I, I read something ridiculous: two hundred and fifteen thousand per week. That's just oh, American uh, dollars, sorry. but still, uh, what a brokey. So that money, for example, <laughs> on spousal support would be available, and a judge would know it and say you've got to pay support, even in. Ontario, where people try to hide their money, a court can impute income and say, well, you may not show any income, but we believe you can or you're capable of making this amount of money. So hiding it wouldn't wouldn't work if it's discovered in Ontario. Darn. I love a good, <laughs> I love a good loophole, but this seems like it almost makes you roll your eyes and say, how could yeah. you ever say it's not his money? It's a, it's a dirty move it's for so sure. It's so public, too. His paycheck is incredibly public. We all know how much money he's making. Right. But still kind of funny. What about the assets? Like, if you put your house in your mom's name, then could your partner, your spouse, when you break up, go after that house? Well, that would be more difficult. So, for example, if it was a gift to your mom, so Mother's Day coming up, and said, "Here, here's a, uh, as many athletes do, mom, here's a new house to live in, then, and the ownership goes into mom's name, 
that would be harder to attack. So the income's a lot easier. That house thing's interesting. You could buy your mom your house that you actually want, and then if you just rented a place with your partner, then when you divorce, there's no asset there. Well, you can't anymore because Uliana heard everything. Well, she's on, to, she's on to my scam. <laughs> <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Oh, Jim, what's going on with your dogs? I don't know, man. Like a couple weeks ago maybe a little week and a half ago, Bruce, my dog, I have two dogs, Bruce mm-hmm. and Murphy. Bruce was acting weird. And I'm looking at his face. I'm like, is his mouth swollen a little bit? And then time would go by a little bit, a couple minutes go by. And I noticed it was getting worse. So I called Sarah in and she was like, oh my God. Yeah. His face is swelling. So we took him to the, the vet and they gave him some shots. We got him some Benadryl. They said it appears to be an allergic reaction, but they don't know for sure. Should have called me, Jim. That's that's right in my wheelhouse. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm Mr. Allergic Reactions. Sure. Well, I don't know if that's 100% what it is, but yeah, maybe we could have used your EpiPen. <laughs> Saved us $400 at the vet, dear Lord. Is that what it cost? Yeah, and I did have a moment, like an existential moment, where I had to think, like, how much money? Because I was worried about the little fella. Sarah, yeah. It was, like, late at night. It was almost midnight. And like if they said it's going to be 5000 or is it going to be 10000 like, what's the cutoff? And I had to, like, think in my mind, like, what is the ten- What is the, the amount how of money? How much do you $5, love $5,000. Is it five? Yeah. <laughs> five grand. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, sorry, Bruce, I love you, buddy, but, you know, if it's anything more. Okay, now let's say it was Sarah. What's it? Unlimited. I'd, I'd Why are take you any winking? of my organs. Why are you winking at me? <laughs> so that it's, I'm crossing my <laughs> fingers and winking my eyes. No, that's, that's no fun to think about. Um, Thank God we so live anyway, in Canada. But that was weird. So we did, uh, we did that and, you know, brought him back home. The swelling went down and it was fine the next morning. And then, you know, another week goes by. Now Murphy comes in and from outside and she's got something going on. Is there a hornet's nest or I bees don't know. or what's, what's happening Her here? face and, and Bruce, like, fl- he threw up downstairs and it was all filled with grass because a lot of their, uh. when their stomachs are upset, they start eating grass like maniacs. So sure enough, Murphy pukes with the grass downstairs. She'd been puking all... So we gave her some Benadryl just hoping that the swelling would go down and we could move on and not take her to the vet, but she's been nonstop puking. So And last, this morning, I woke up at three in the morning and I had to clean up puke last night. I, I don't mean to be gross, but I'm worried about her. Yeah. And I'm a little concerned, like, what is going on? Is there something in my backyard that they're getting into that I haven't found? Like you said, a hornet's nest. Is it allergies? Sure is seems it, like it. Ants? Could it be ants? I don't know. I don't know. It could be. I don't know. Like, I'm thinking, like, is there chocolate? Every Because Easter wasn't that long ago, and every once in a while, like, some chocolates <laughs> yeah, ro- roll behind a dog. to eat chocolate. Yeah, and the, like, a, the chocolate will roll behind a couch or get in between a cushion or something. I'm thinking, is it... Is it chocolate? But I don't think that makes their faces swell up. I think it makes their hearts explode, right? The chocolate. I don't think it makes their hearts explode, but it makes them sick to their stomach. And dark chocolate is especially bad for them, apparently. But I, I was even Googling, you know, why is my dog's face swollen? And, and there was nothing that specific that popped up. It did say allergies or hmm. things like that, but it's it's a mystery. Even the vet uh, hasn't figured it out. So now i got to take Murphy to the vet because she's continuing to throw up. So we probably have to get her... Some shots and another couple hundred bucks, probably. I don't know. Unless somebody has a farmer's almanac remedy. If this has happened to your dogs, I'd love to know. She doesn't seem on her deathbed, and she's not, but it's consistently for 24 hours. Why would you want to throw money away, but at the same time, you want your dogs to be better? So if you've had a similar situation with your dogs, you think you know what might be going on, let us know. Mm -hmm. The Taz and Jim Podcast.
Now, Leaf fans, we have a public service announcement here that we've been asked to make by the Equine Group of Canada. If the Leafs win tonight, please do not slap any horses. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody got so excited after the, uh, the win, there was like not a lot of arrests. There was one guy, though, who did get arrested for slapping a horse. Hmm. I hope not its face. I because you you are compelled when you see a horse to slap its hind, like give it the, you know, like a lot of like a farmer or cowboy would do. Because but. there's they're thick with three C's. Yeah. <laughs> Here she comes. Slap its butt. The uh, well, the penalty should be uh, you slap its face. You got to slap its butt and watch it do the old. Yeah, get the old hoop. All right, you want to slap a horse? Stand directly behind <laughs> this one and slap away. <laughs> Uh, Snoop Dogg might be buying the Ottawa Senators. Did you see that? I saw that. Uh, I still think. Uh, I mean, they the NHL wants Ryan Reynolds. Snoop Dogg should be would be great. To, like, of course, bring Snoop in with Ryan. Why yes. do they have to be competing? Yeah, it's a different group, an LA-based group that Snoop is involved in. Not the same uh, buyers that Ryan Reynolds has hitched his wagon to. <laughs> but, Gotta feel like there's gonna if not this, there's another opportunity to get Snoop. Snoop in the league. Uh, the NHL is better off with, and he is a legit hockey fan. So let's get Snoop in here. Well, I think Snoop should be part owner of the Buds. Why isn't he? <laughs> wasn't he trying to get in with the Leafs? He should. No, you'd think that he'd go for like I know maybe Ottawa is the only team that's up for sale, but uh, you'd think he'd want to go with an American team, some a little, little closer. closer to L.A. Yeah, but uh, that'd be funny if Snoop ran the team in Canada's capital. <laughs> it's just a funny <laughs> thought to think of. The Taz and Jim podcast. You know, we've talked about this story, the uh, the banana duct tape to the wall, Jim. For sure, yeah. Some artist uh, taped a banana to the wall. He called it uh, the comedian. And it suddenly became like a super valuable piece of artwork, even though it was just a banana duct taped to a wall. Mm-hmm. Well, currently on display... Comedian currently on display in South Korea. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it's it's on tour it's now. It's literally on tour. <laughs> it's not the same banana or piece of tape. Well, listen to this. So the artist uh, has created multiple versions of this. One of them sold for $120,000 in 2019. The current incarnation of the art installation in South Korea, and last week, an art student walked up to the banana, removed it from the wall, ate it, and then taped the peel back on the wall. The museum says the student told them he ate the banana, quote, because he was hungry. Oh, he didn't pull the, this is performance art move like that other guy? He should have, and yeah. then it would have been, bravo. The, oh, that bravo. is so much better. Oh, 250000 <laughs> I love this. They notified the artist, but he, quote, didn't have any reaction to it. Why would he? He just has to go spend 30 cents on another banana. Yeah, they'd be a little more upset duct tape. if somebody came up and ate the Mona Lisa. Be a bit of a uh, you know harder thing to recover from. He didn't have any reaction to it. Yeah, he's at no frills buying another banana. For eight cents. <laughs> and making $129,000 profit This guy is in a villa in Costa Rica <laughs> pulling a banana off a tree, mailing it, <laughs> living the dream. 
saying, I can't believe how stupid humanity is. Uh, the museum apparently replaces the banana, the banana every few days anyways, so nobody was really upset. It doesn't even look like the guy who ate the banana got charged. Are we, are we all still falling for this? Is there going to be another museum? that? Put, I guess people are going to see it. That's the thing. People are going to see this art piece, art installation, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. This is pathetic. I honestly... The meteor can't come soon enough. Yeah. Just, and I'm also just super jealous that we didn't think of it. <laughs> but if he can do it, like, we can. That makes me think that anybody is an artist. Anybody can think of anything. And if you the lightning strikes in the right spot, you, no. you could be a millionaire. All you need is a roll of duct tape and a banana. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Attendees at the Los Angeles Philharmonic's uh, latest performance of Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony claim they went, witnessed a woman in the audience who was so into the music that was being performed by the symphony that she had a full body orgasm. Hmm. Full body. It's pretty Not good. just a lower body? No, full body. Not just an upper body? Head to toe, Jim. <laughs> Now, we do have an audio recording here. Let's listen to this. No way. And and see if we can pinpoint the moment where it happens. Did you catch it? I think so. And honestly, not as sexy as I was hoping. It sounds like she got up too quick and hurt her back. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh! like me putting on my socks. Oh. Lord. <laughs> Lord. That's... All right, got another sock I can put on? Ah! <laughs> like if I heard that during the symphony, I would not make that assumption. I would think somebody was hurt. Well, audience members said things like, quote, I saw the girl after it happened, and I assumed that she had an orgasm because she was heavily breathing and her partner was smiling and looking at her, another <laughs> a big person assumption to make. Another person in the audience uh, said, "Quote: It was quite beautiful." Oh, so they weren't upset? People huh. seem to have liked it. What about kudos, when they lit up a cigarette after? Kudos and props to the L.A. Philharmonic for bringing it on. <laughs> you know, you better be careful what you wish for, because now all these creeps are going to come out to the symphony. You're going to have to change those seat cushions on the uh, the <laughs> theater a little more often. Here's another quote. It was rather wonderful and refreshing. Hmm. Is the, I'm going to play some of this. The fifth harmonic here. Like, is it that sexy? This is Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. Oh, sorry. Fifth Symphony. Imagine, though, imagine you hook up with somebody at a bar and you're like, oh, yeah, let's go back to your place. Let's, let's put on some sexy music. Okay, I got a playlist. <laughs> Listen, the, the other, it sounds like a, a romantic song. It sounds like something you would see in a romantic movie, right? I just didn't know that was possible, that you could get so turned on by classical music that you could climax. But if you can, good for you. Maybe it's that girl from American Pie. 
One time at band camp, <laughs> it brought true. her back, you know? They were playing Tchaikovsky. Yeah, out come the floats. <laughs> Game over. If you can inform us more, ladies, we would love to hear. I didn't know that this was something that could happen. Even if it's not at uh, the symphony, even if it's like at a Tiesto concert, I, I, if it's yeah. ever happened at a live performance, let us know. Maybe it's a song that we play here on the Taz and Jim show that makes it happen for you. If that's the case... We'll play it for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> One request coming up.